Hi, guys. Uh, welcome back to the Chastity and Brian show. This has been uh, like a long hiatus for us both, but Brian has had some great, wonderful things happen in his life. So he needed to focus on that. And then I've had some not so great things happen in my life and that needed my full attention. So we kind of took a little break, but now we're back and we're going to kind of catch you up what's been happening in life and then share where we're going to go from here. How are you doing today, Bri? I'm doing pretty cold. Actually, um, it's been fairly frosty up in the north, but nonetheless, uh, it's been a wild trip the past six months. Uh, before all this kind of stalled out, we were talking about bringing a child into the world, which we successfully did. Which happened. Did, which happened uh, in Vancouver. And that was that was honest to God, the most um, enriching experience of my life. I, I, I grasp now what that is when other parents speak about that moment where they bring their child into the world. I, I really, really captured that. It, it, whew, it got me in the feels to the point where I passed out. So I'll get, <laughs> I'll tell you the story. Anyways. Tell us the story. Okay. So I'm in Stanley park with my mother-in-law and at any moment, this baby can come into the world. So I'm uh, Stanley Park full circumference, I think was 10 nine point, clicks, something nine, like that. Nine, 10 kilometers, yeah. Yeah. I'm about a quarter into it, a couple clicks. There's no taxi that brings you from the walk path of. <laughs> so I got the call quarter way in and it was time to go. And I was like, hey, are you good with finding your way back home? I literally have to bolt to St. Paul hospital. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you go, you go. And it's like, okay, okay. And I'm just like full steam running. The, down this is the Brian. Street. He has, does a marathon pre baby. <laughs> <laughs> I get there and I'm just like, whoo. Okay. There's, there's the wife. She's sitting there getting ready to give birth. And I'm just like, glad I made it. Let's, let's do this. And then I'm just like, I just need to drink water. And the doctor's like, yeah, 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 no, no, no. Just, just make it quick. And it's like, okay. So I look over at the water uh, in the bathroom and start walking towards it. And I just, boom, face plant straight. Poor Melinda my stealing her thunder. <laughs> I, yeah. And, and I'm sitting there bonked head and all. And uh, I was like, I just kind of came to, and I didn't know how much time had passed. So I'm, I'm looking around and this nurse is like, you're okay. Uh, just have a seat. And I was like, did the baby come out yet? She's like, no, no, not yet. And I was like, well, you got to let me be there. She's like, no, oh, no, no, no. You're sitting down like, <laughs> in my mind. I'm like, okay. Uh, she ain't going to let you go. So you better play nice and listen to what she says and just kind of play by the rules, but do it quickly. So I was like, okay, can I have something to drink, please? Uh, apple juice, give me some water as much as you got. I'll drink it all. Bang, bang, bang. And I was like, I think I'm good to go. They're like, okay. So I stood up and I was right there, brought the baby into the world and the nick of time, like the nick of time and got to cut the umbilical cord and hold my daughter for the first time. And it was such uh wow, what a profound experience. And again, like I said, there's other parents in the world that know what this is, but I finally entered that realm of understanding and 
I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. What a trip. But to bonk my head and nearly miss the thing was like <laughs> too close for comfort. Uh, so I'll have to tell that story to my daughter. Well, I'll, I won't. I'll just say, dude, check out the podcast a couple of years. Check, back out, our, check out our show. <laughs> That's so great. So how how has been the first few months of parenthood? I like. I mean, I know because... I'm a mom of three, so I get it, but it's different to hear it from a dad's perspective and it's different than when you talk about it. It's all different than when you talk about it and plan for it. I knew what I thought it was going to be like. We had extensive conversation, the wife and I about, you know, a, a generalized plan of how we agreed to do parenting and whatnot. So I had like a, a framework, but as you go through each event, like when you have, you have to stay up all night or find out what's wrong with my child, that type of thing, you you never quite are prepared for as much as you think. And those were the moments where I was like, use everything. It's almost like how how can I equate it to? It's a, like um, like first aid treatment. It's like you just got to have muscle memory for those moments because you got to negate emotion you got to troubleshoot what's wrong and you can't sit there and break down and freak out because she's only going to feed off your energy. And so much you're just kind of going on adrenaline. You're not like you're yeah. just going uh, on yeah, adrenaline. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're just um, going through those moments. And luckily they haven't happened too much, but you know, she just came out of being sick there for the first time, like really, really sick. And Oh man, it lasted about a good week or, or so. And I think it's just because we, we brought her to the local pool for the first time, just kind of had her uh, oh, get, okay. getting wet. And, but you know what? I'm not shying away from it. I'm not shying away from it because I want her to build somewhat of an immunity uh, to these ailments all by herself to the best. I just, I never took the girl. I only did took the girls to the pool in the warmer months because every time I took them in the winter months, they were sick, sick. Like I couldn't get rid of it. And I don't know if it, you know, because it turned out there was lung issues there or whatnot. But it just was something I learned it the hard way and then just stuck to the warmer month. Well, I'm still still learning the hard way. So <laughs> I'll let you know how that works out. You might get back to me on that. I really um, enjoy walking through the door and you see her smile at you. It, it just, oh man, it gets you every single time. I'm just, I think that's the best when you, and just wait, oh. it won't be long and she'll be running up to you, daddy, daddy. And that's just this emotion that, happens. That messes that you with my head thinking of it really does. Cause I'm like, I, I, I do look forward to the, the little girl face uh, when she's looking forward to that. But I also, pay heed to what people tell me like these aren't going to last forever it'll be like a blip in time try to remember what it's like when they were super young so i'm hyper aware of that and i'm taking all the steps i can to be present in those moments and how melinda how she how's she doing with being a mom it's such a change same up and up and down right there is that uh am i doing this right first child for both of us so i mean we really have nothing to compare it to and it's been one hell of a, a learning curve, but we spent a lot of time um, reassuring each other. And just, you, it's easy to get stuck in your head when you've been child rearing it, it all is. day. And it's like, wow, I'm freaking out. They're freaking out. What's going on? I'm the worst in the world. It's like, mm, no, 
nobody's the worst in the world. Let's take her down a notch and just talk this. And sometimes you just need a break from it, right? That's the change. You know, Melinda's now out of the workforce and at home. And sometimes you just need to go talk to other adults, which I see she's doing, which is amazing, right? So that that's cool. I I think there's a lot to be said for when you have a nice little clan to uh, bounce ideas off and and speak to. And and we've discussed this before, you know, having a a network is so vital to uh, wellness in general. Yeah, your support system. It doesn't matter if it's child rearing or if it's grief or whatever it is, you need that support system. Support system so much. And uh, what else did I accomplish? I did a triathlon and I won it. Oh, yeah, you won it. You won it. I should On confess no something though. Well, barely any sleep. Yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> um, the search party episode. Um, <laughs> so I went into it and I won it, but I think it's because not too many subscribe to like the full Monty version of okay. it. So the, the Olympic, there was only a couple contestants who did all three events. I happen to be one of them. And I think I, I'm not saying I'm like, super athlete dude but i did okay for the first triathlon ever i I did pretty okay and turns out i i I got the first place of that division so it was so cool to have community members doing that and i always seen it on tv people doing it triathlon triathlons what is this about so i needed to go find out for myself you know and it's hard holy mackerel is it hard yes uh you go through so much crippling self-doubt so the first event is the pool so you do that for a kilometer and within the first four laps i felt violently ill like my stomach was like oh no you're not no no you got to get out of, you're gonna drown in here like <laughs> you cannot there's no way you're gonna do this and i'm like what the hell's going on i've done this so many times like it was nerves it was raw nerves I was swimming. People were swimming faster than me. They were just, just, just kicking me, my ass left, right, and center. I'm just like, what is going on? And I just like had to have this moment of like, it's just your nerves. Dude, you're, you're totally psyching yourself out. I was, I was fine. I was like, okay. Then I oh, jumped good. on my bike and I was like, boom, boom. Yeah, and and that, that's kind of good that it was number two because your biking is like your, yeah, yeah, your that, thing, right? It really helped to have that in the back pocket and well rehearsed the the running i sucked at oh that was tough Whew, 10 kilometers was not easy for me that's at that a moment long time that was that was so your only pre-practice to the running was going from stanley park to st paul's to have the baby <laughs> <laughs> well there's a few more in between but yeah that was like a major chunk it felt really uh, accomplishing to do something like that and i think I, i'd like to take uh, part in more events like that, even if they're just long cycles or something like that. I really enjoyed uh, the sense of accomplishment and knowing I, I was that, doing yeah, something. I did for myself. Yeah. Check the box, right? I think that's cool, and that's that's a good thing to do. And I hope I can get you to do some of this shit with me because I, I know, know it's <laughs> kind of a challenge because we're um, now like Brian's in in Fort Nelson and I am in Vancouver, and I've been here now since July the second, so. This was like a big, this is a big change. That's, a normally, big change. that's part of, part of the reason I guess we went on hiatus is because we weren't in the same town and we had done a few episodes, like we'd done the cool, fun ones like Costa Rica. 
um, where we were in different places. But for the most part, we did it from the same studio. Right. And it, and yeah, you're right. We did have a few uh, kind of distance ones. But I have to say, uh, I admire the uh, ability to kind of want to do it even from a distance because I think that the, what we were accomplishing was such a great thing. And to see that kind of just disappear would that that for me at least personally would be a, a moment of regret. I, I wouldn't want it to, to to dissipate for for the reasons that we have solutions like technology to do that. And I mean, right. I mean that's true for anything like counseling and whatnot. The whole face has changed by which we have available. Resources. I mean, there's the there's the good thing of COVID, right? Fair enough. Right. Like if if there's any silver lining of COVID, it's made distance things way more accessible and that's what it's done. And so anything else that happened in the last few months, Brian, that you wanted to share? I'm sure there is. Uh, (laughs) They'll come out as we go. I've been rehashing my, uh, I guess, version of myself, the rock star, Brian. And I've I've been able to uh, do some recordings with uh, some friends of mine in America and we've released some stuff on Spotify, which would um, really doing some good for me. You know, it, um, it reminded me how much I leaned into music as my form of therapy. And it was uh, a healthy way to channel negative energy and convert it into something practical. And that's what I really used it for. And I, uh, there's some more to that in the near future. That we'll and I have think some... the one, the thing that we need to say about that is that when you become a parent, whether you're the mom or the dad, you still need to find what fuels you so you can do sleepless nights. And yes. so, you know, whatever it is, if if it's a mom and you're a crafter, or you're a musician or a dad and it's a mechanic or a musician, it doesn't matter what it is. You still have to make time for that. So it's yes. really important to remember that. And you might even need it more than agreed you did in the past what what was what was it that you used uh to do the most to see you through those moments in your child rearing that's a loaded question i cooked (laughs) cooking for me was big and Mm. i worked so i was just start i didn't go out as an entrepreneur until i had a child i thought you know those things coincide well together (laughs) (laughs) so i if i would put get a kid to sleep that was like a time to write a safety program, which was okay. insane. But that's what I did. So I didn't sleep a lot, but it it fueled me. And then my other one was cooking. So, I mean, every that's what I'm saying. There's no cookie cutter answer for this right. because you got to figure out, like, I mean, if, if you need to binge watch Netflix, then that's okay. Right? At that moment in time, you got to keep sanity uh on the forefront of anything. And that's, right? yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like not, not to a point where it's becoming about that. No, no, but, but you've got to, whatever it is that you need to recharge yourself. If it's going out for coffee or working out at the gym or picking up a guitar or cooking something or binge watching a soap opera, then, then I'll be it. You have to just figure out what that's going to be for you. Right. Right. And just embrace it. Right. Cause if you just don't make that be. time for yourself, it's so it just drains And so that kind of, in saying that, I kind of lost myself a little bit over the summer. So we we came to Vancouver on July 2nd, and the intention was we were going to Florida. Hadley had a a modeling event in Florida, so we were supposed to be leaving for Florida five days later. Uh, My partner had a stroke the second day we were here, 
um, which wound us up. I called um, the ambulance and then that wound us up in emergency. Uh, When he went into emergency, I also found out that in the hospital at home, they had missed um, pneumonia and a bowel infection. So he was really ill. So all summer he was in the hospital, but he was kind of improving every, you know, every couple of weeks I could see the improvement. And then this fall, we started getting out and about more, um, Mm. you know, going to Stanley park, going to Iona beach, different places. And he was able to like get out more. He was able to come visit at home, those type of things, but he was still, you know, having issues with sleeping and we're still trying to optimize medication. And, um, then he actually heard a conversation. So the doctors had come in to talk to both of us about his care and his recovery. And they wanted to know my long-term plan. So my long-term plan was for him to come home. That was that was the goal. He was going to come home. And the doctors didn't think that was now a foreseeable goal. And they wanted me to change my mind and for him to get well enough to go to long-term care from the hospital. Um, uh, that wasn't really an option for me. Um, my goal was to make sure he was at home with us. And the goal really was to have it by Christmas. That's what we were working mm. towards. Right. Um, that conversation happened and uh, my partner chose never to eat or drink again. So he mm-hmm. had a health directive where there could be no feeding tubes and things like that. But he chose he chose a different path than I had for him. Uh, and then he passed away. Um, sorry. It's okay. So he's been gone for 41 days, which feels like an eternity, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like it was that long because it sort of feels like time stopped. Mm. Nothing ever really prepares you for when it actually happens. Like as much no. as, as we want to talk about what we think we're going to feel, passing through it is the ultimate moment of realization that, whoa, this is heavy, this is hard, this is a difficult moment, a lot going on uh, surrounding the situation, uh, especially with the health complications. And you, you never know what one day to the next is going to bring, especially with what the doctor's findings are, right? You, is this, you just is don't this the turning and, page? And uh, you can't really be prepared for it as much as you try to be prepared. So through the summer and through that time period, my life was being at the hospital um, from morning till night. That's what I did. And so that's why our show kind of went off the air and I definitely am not here to say I'm okay and I'm over it and I'm better because I'm not over it. Um, Every day there's kind of a new struggle, but Brian and I believe so much in um, helping mental health and reaching out to others. We both thought that this maybe was a good time to get out there and show going through the mental health things. You know, Brian is going through early parenthood and, no sleep and that comes with its own challenge it's not all it's not all sun, sunshine and roses and and i'm going through the loss of my partner which is like a horrific feeling um i've lost my uh, parent before and i thought 
I was prepared because I knew what it was going to be like. And then it happens and it's a curveball and it's not something, you know, so mm. that, yeah. So that's why we've been away from this show. <laughs> it's been a while, man. <laughs> Holy crap. And uh, like we were kind of pre-discussing before, it's almost like this point of being nervous when you kind of get back I on know. the mic and it's like, can I be vulnerable again? The answer is unequivocally yes, but it doesn't come without that little tingle in your belly of like, oh boy. (laughs) Oh, and then that takes us kind of to like, I'm also now in Vancouver. So when my partner wasn't able to go back to Fort Nelson, then I moved the girls here and the kids started to go to school here. And then in the midst of all that, my mom's been diagnosed with cancer um, just in the last month. So it, it's like, whoa, whoa. It's a lot of heavy. Uh, it's a lot of heavy stuff, but yeah. that kind of brings us to what we're going to do. So we are doing this book. Um, you Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And I've read it, but I read it at a different time. And now what we're going to do is kind of go through it chapter by chapter and and open it up and unfold what what it means and what it means individually for us. So you're kind of seeing two different spectrums. Brian's is kind of, Brian's going through something great. I mean, he has a baby. (laughs) It pretty much doesn't get better than that. I'm sorry, but I'm like a baby person. (laughs) It doesn't. And then I'm going through like the loss of my partner, which it pretty much doesn't get worse than that. So we're kind of going, we're on the two opposite ends of the spectrum, but I think the the purpose of it is to show you what it can do if you work through your mental health, no matter where your mental health is, because you're probably going through something. So, oh, you're 100% right. Everybody in this world has some sort of trial and tribulation, and we all perceive that even differently to different degrees of how that affects us. So uh, this type of approach to this this book and sharing experiences, I think is so wonderful because we can at least share some of the tools that we find in and amongst these pages that are going to be able to help anyone at least uh, reframe some of the thoughts of maybe what's happening. Cause it's easy to get stuck in our own minds. I know I've said it a hundred times, but I've been the guilty as charged in that too, just getting stuck in your head and you're just like, right. Wow. Sometimes you just need someone to say the right thing to be like, Oh, wait a minute. It wasn't like that at all. Or maybe it was right. Well, and then let me just, as a disclaimer here, we're both doing the book, but I also have outside grief counseling happening at the same time for myself and my kids, because we are going through a, a lot. So let me just give that disclaimer. I'm not trying to like conquer it all with a self-help book. Which which I highly promote. I really uh, am a proponent of the method that you're going about doing it. And I think that anyone who truly wants to um, escalate the process and make it a little quicker, you definitely want to reach out to therapy uh, to get those fundamental thoughts in place to really know what to do next. You know? Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to come from it from two aspects. So I'm going to have the tools that I'm getting from the grief counseling that I'm going through and the book. And then Brian's, you know, has experience with counseling as well and the book. So we are coming from it 
from two angles for sure. But we just want to be able to like relate to the people who watch this and show people that it's okay to be vulnerable and emotional. Like I was planning not to cry today, so that didn't work out for me. <laughs> but it's okay to be vulnerable and emotional, and we're going to do it with whoever watches the show. And hopefully we get some of the viewers' stories. And, you know, I, I really hope that we, we we get a little more connection with, with the individuals out there in the world because I do like to hear when someone's uh, on the good path of at least trying start the process anytime's a good time to start the process i agree i agree so that's that's what we're up to that's what's going to be happening there's still heavy (laughs) stuff to deal with uh life isn't slowing down at any point in time uh we're kind of all in this together at the moment and i there is no certain i I think the other thing though brian is to just highlight that don't wait for a perfect time because it doesn't come. You know, like if you if you're using your like, okay, I'm gonna be happy when XYZ is complete. Or I'm gonna be happy when I get that better job. I'm gonna be happy when I have a little more money. I'm gonna be happy when I have a partner. There's always stuff. And so don't get <laughs> caught up in that it's go I'm gonna be happy in the future or I'm gonna deal with it in the future because you really don't know what the future holds and you don't want to don't lose time yeah what what better way to say that than 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 now and having experienced what you just have because we have an idea of what we think our timeline looks like but it's again it's never accurate because who, who who can say right and wow what uh this is probably one of the heavier episodes we've ever had <laughs> i know this one kind of parallels like the the surgery one but this is worse well, it's yeah, it's far worse, I would say, but better so at the I, same time. Better at the same time. So what we're gonna do is our next episode we'll do our regular chatting, but then we'll talk about chapter one and we're gonna go through it like that. So if you are following this and watching this, you could also do each chapter one at a time. So we're gonna talk about what the chapter is, communicate what we think about the chapter, and then if there's an exercise, we'll talk about what the exercise was and then how that played out for each of us. Well, this is going to be fun because I got through the first chapter and I'm ready to go on it. But um, this approach makes it a little more exciting. It kind of brings me back to uh, elementary school. You know, open up your book, do lesson (laughs) one. It's like, okay, but it's But I think that allows people to follow along a little bit more and like know where we're coming from. So I think that's, I think it will work. We'll see. And I'm sorry (laughs) if there's lots of crying. (laughs) <laughs> I think you might be doing something right if there is in my Oh opinion. okay okay perfect. We'll call it success but man that's it's been a great way to kind of reintroduce everybody. We're back. Hi. We'll do it again very soon and I guess that's good for that, That's good. We then. will we'll see you next week. Boop. Thanks guys. <laughs>